Hello again and welcome back to Subslide Dubslide, a comprehensive anime podcast. It is your host, none other than I, myself, Jay, a.k.a. Versace Vegeta, and I am here with my brother, my dog, my fellow host, D. What's happening with you, bro? Hey, yo, what's going on? It's your favorite brother, brother D. What's going on, brother Jay? Yo, viewers, listeners, whatever. We are back yet again. Yet again. I told you we was, I told you wasn't going nowhere. Never was. That's right, man. And, and we're still really going strong into this uh, second season of Subside Dubs Live discussing the Saiyans. We've got quite a bit left, too, in the tuck. So uh, please stick around and stay tuned with us as we discuss the Saiyans through and through. But before we move on with this season, my dog, D, tell me how you been, how you doing? Man, I've been great, you know what I'm saying? A little bit tired, but you know how that goes when you yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you put in some effort into things. So. But for the most part, again, life has been really good to me. Cannot complain. You know, been having fun. Even in even even with being tired, I still managed to have a smile on my face. So that's always You got to, man. You got yeah, to, especially yeah. in these times, man. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So that that's been for the most part, you know, same old, same old. Like we we get into it, so you know, make a make a final, a lasting final impression before winter ends, allegedly ends. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel we, that we, we, we know about this 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 global warming ass weather. Like I don't know for real what it be on. It felt like it was colder today than it had been in weeks. I thought it was gonna snow, and I'm still thinking it will. Oh but, gosh. Here's hoping I, it don't, man. I, I need it not to. It's like I really I don't have the patience for that. But other than that, you know what I've been watching, bro? What you been watching, dog? I've been watching the Dragon Ball Z movies again. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's My so man crazy. been running back that season one content, bro. bro. I ran it back, man. I ran back Tree of Might and for the most part. I still like it. Yeah. So that's always cool. And I which which version did you watch? Did you watch the Japanese? Did we watch the Malaysian duh? Did we watch the English? (laughs) Now that I think about it, I should have watched the Malaysian, but now I watched the Japanese joint. Okay, okay. And really, I I was only planning on just watching the credits because I wanted to hear the song in the end credits. Oh yeah. That shit goes stupid. So then after I finished that, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and watch the Bardock joint. Cause okay. I, I never like I was like, for the most part, for these end credits, I never honestly, I've never watched the credits. I'm like, you know what? Back then my attention span, I'm not really doing all that shit. And it's not like it's no no damn Marvel movie like at the end of the credits, there's something special that's gonna happen. Back yeah. then, like now shit, you, you gotta stick around and see some shit for for Dragon Ball. But that's Yo, true. the end credits are really good, man. I, I My man Kageyama song. was a, a, a boss on all those things. That boy, that boy, I got them vocals on it, man. He is a god. I, I flat out was like, you know what? This dude might need a statue out there in Japan. I don't know what they doing, but he should be heralded as anime royalty. Because man, old oh man. Which, whoo, so great. But yeah, 
it was cool to knock out um, a movie and a TV special. That shit still good. Uh, surprisingly, two movie, well, two two pieces of media that feature Saiyans, really good. Shocker, but yeah. Other than that, that's been that's been my my good old lifely week update. How about you, brother Jay? What's been going on, man? Man, not too too much. Uh, just been deep into some projects with work. I uh, don't want to get too too much into all that, but just really been uh, tapped into uh, moving forward with some things in my career. Pretty pretty good period of time for me. I will say that much. Um, beyond that, man, yeah, it's been a pretty simple week as well. You know, you say you were watching Dragon Ball Z movies and specials and whatnot. (laughs) I had a pretty similar week too. I wound up uh, watching Dragon Ball Super, Superhero again for the first time in a long time. Uh, the digital release of that did drop recently, and if you were lucky enough to catch it, it was available for the low price of $3 on Amazon. Uh, they initially dropped it. So I was able to nab the, the dubbed version and the sub version, both uh, for those $3 prices. It Ooh. felt pretty good to be able to just run that back three bucks. You know what I mean? We've seen crazy. it enough times. Listen, as many times as I paid to see it in theater, like I think I see it outside like three times. Like, yeah, I think I deserve a little break to be able to own it forever for three bucks. Uh, but beyond that, man, I also went ahead and watched not Bardock, the father of Goku, but episode of Bardock, uh, the short special that came out about 10, 11 years ago, um, which is a sort of what if story about events that would have happened with Bardock after the father of Goku special. Uh, we'll be getting into that a little bit later on, but, uh. Really interesting little short 15-minute special that came out a while back. Man, it, it was pretty fun. Uh, but I've also did, instead of watching Bardock, the father of Goku, I replayed the DLC in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And, I mean, it is pretty much, if we're talking about just actual content put into it, one for one, that actual special, uh, you get some pretty fun other details like team bardock trying out for the ginyu force (laughs) (laughs) little stuff like that man yeah that was fun as hell it really was i thought the moments that you have in that dlc were really really goofy and really silly but um also just perfect as a way to portray that exact special of dragon ball z and then of course you have the little side story where you get to play as little tiny chibi vegeta yeah that's like <laughs> the coolest shit ever to me man when i saw that i was like yo brother jay's gonna love this when he gets the chance to play it bro and i really did man his rivalry with Kui, the cyberman fight man like all Wait. everything where he's in and he's not in that special very much but exactly it's portrayed enough to really give you some good content out of it. And I'm a big fan of that DLC, even though there's not too, too much. Like once you're, once you're done with that story, uh, you can level up Bardock a little bit more to awaken some new techniques and abilities. But beyond that, not, not too, too, too much. But uh, for a pretty short week, uh, that has filled it. And it was enjoyable enough for me, man. I'm looking forward to some new games that are coming out. So 
Uh, oh, and I, I got to play Wolong a little bit. Got my ass beat. But, uh, <laughs> Wolong Fallen, Fallen Dynasty came out recently. And, yes, uh, it did. Man, I uh, am just constantly reminded with every Souls uh, type game that I wind up playing. I'm not good at them. It's not. Man, brother, I booted that game up on my PC and that joint run like junk. I am. I'm really? sorry. It ran like junk. I don't know what's the deal with with Koye Koye Techno. I don't know why they run PC ports like it's the PS3 and Xbox 360 era PC. Games. That's trash. But man, oh man, maybe they updated it. But I refuse. I'm not running it back. And the funny part is, I have it on Game Pass, so it'd be free for me to download it back. I'm. I'm. Sorry. Yeah, definitely try it on your on your Series X or something, man. Yeah, like, I, I probably because will. I played just, it on there and it runs really smooth. Like I will say, like I enjoyed every fight. With every enemy leading up to the boss was great. I didn't. This is the first time in a Souls game that I didn't die until I got to the boss. So I was like, "This might be my game." And then I got to the boss, <laughs> and then like, oh, I died gosh. against him thirty-five times. And like, I got to a loop where eventually I was leveling up more by dying <laughs> and oh, going shit. back and beating all the enemies that got respawned because I died and get into them. But I was still like, I went up like five levels doing that. I still wasn't enough to beat this man. So I was like, okay, listen, bro, I don't have the patience for this. Watch so maybe on maybe one day <laughs> when I, I got some time, maybe maybe on the stream or something like that, man. Yeah, yeah. That it, it was not a fun time losing to that man. <laughs> put it that way. Getting but, backed up in the game ain't never funny, man. I don't care what anybody says. That should be embarrassing. <laughs> and you know, dog, that's the thing, bro. You get packed up in a game, even if it's nobody around, you get packed up in a game 10 times in a row, 15 times in a row. And you just be sitting there thinking like, bro, what am I doing with my time? Yeah. Like, I could be enjoying something right now. Like, this, exactly. This hurts my soul. This is soul crushing. I hated it. <laughs> but I mean, it was pretty fun. It, I, I will say, like, you know, other than losing a ton of time, <laughs> I did enjoy my gameplay loop. But all that aside, man, this week, I'm proud to discuss one of my favorite sayings of all time with you, dog. Yes, sir. We got the father of Goku himself, the man that both D and I prepped for all week, Mr. Bardock. Man, this week, we're going to be diving in a little bit differently than usual. We're going to... Discuss what makes Bardock different in each of his portrayals. Because one could say Bardock is the most inconsistent character in all of Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, as far as, like, major character goes, you know, he's not someone who we have in the forefront fighting alongside our heroes. Like, yeah, like, he's background we know he's the father of goku but every time that he's brought up he's important to the story but every time he gets brought up something changes about him yeah be it for better or for worse yeah (laughs) always something new jesus so i want to go into what we love about bardock what we 
may not love so much about what has changed about Bardock and ultimately what makes the father of Goku the greatest stand-in that we could have for his actual father outside of son Gohan. So kick back, relax. If you got something else going on, put us on in the background because we're going to get into it this week as we discuss Bardock, the father of Goku, here on Subs Lie, Dubs Lie. Bardock, a soldier in Frieza's Saiyan army, has just saved the universe. Kakarot, remember that name. Only he doesn't know it yet. It's Frieza, he's coming for us. Take heart, Bardock. A savior has been born. Tsunami presents DBZ Movies. Bardock, the father of Goku. This Friday at 6. You coward! Come out and fight me! So, D, the first time we're ever introduced to Bardock, and I don't want to talk about the dub where... He's the great scientist Bardock that invented the, the brilliant. Your the father false. was a brilliant scientist. That's the wild. <laughs> he the, the false moon, right? Man, that might be the biggest conversion I, I had into the whole dubs. Dub, these dubs really be lying, man, because that's egregious. I don't care what anybody says. That's an egregious line. Absolutely just terrible. Like, I don't understand why Ocean Dub. <laughs> made that up when they did but yeah. Bardock never ever a scientist always been a man who's down for scrap when it comes to him though like I said first time we're introduced to him in Dragon Ball Z within any sort of mention we're getting this flashback of these various Saiyans having to fight against Frieza who was about to destroy the planet and there's this Goku looking one <laughs> right yeah. with everybody. And you can pretty much figure in that moment, that's who Goku's father was. Now, D, your take on our original Takao Koyama <laughs> Bardock. That boy was cool. I got to know. That boy was cool, man. I always thought, like, for the most part, it was, like, everything I wanted to see and. Goku somehow some way like just little intricate parts in Goku but like maybe like subconsciously you know I enjoy Goku's character for what it was but there's probably back then there was a part of me that that like the old edgy characters and you know oh like, hell see, yeah yeah you know what I'm saying we all got that time right? we so, all been 13 yeah exactly exactly we exactly so you know seeing Barog just like this guy, this grimacing smile, and he's just over there running shit. He's just killing motherfuckers and cold, just cold blooded. I'm like, oh man, this guy is him. So, so Koyama didn't, did not mess up my boy Bardock at all. That's- I agree. He was somebody who you could tell just in how he was portrayed. He had a great sense of leadership, not in the sense that he was this like dope ass leader who inspired everybody around him Uh, though dragon ball z kakarot would have you believe that much about him and i really do enjoy that we get a little more flesh out portrayal of my guy in that dlc but in the original tv special he's a hard ass and he basically demands the respect of his team of torah fasha orgos and shigesh of course that's their dub names we 
we don't have to go into all everything else. But uh, when it comes to Team Bardock, they are a great add-on to him. They're a great accessory to that character. Yeah. Because they're all clearly mercenaries who don't give a fuck. Right? <laughs> Boy. The moment you're introduced to them in their attack on planet Kanasa, it's like, yo, these dudes don't play around. They just straight up turned into great apes and fucked up everything the moment they got there. And if it wasn't for that one Kanasan, you know, giving Bardock the future sight, just would have been another regular day for them. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really have enjoyed the way that Bardock just commands every scene that he's in within the Father of Goku special because Masako Nozawa's portrayal of Bardock over the years, I feel like as she's gotten older, has just gotten better. Yeah. But because her, you know, that that voice has just gotten gruff. But that first time we we're introduced to Bardock, I was just like, this dude right here is a hard ass. Like, <laughs> like yeah. this, he, this is Raditz's dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, Goku's dad clearly is son Gohan, just based on how he was raised. But he's rude. He's crass. He straight up mentions just immediately. He doesn't give a damn about Kakarot. Uh, <laughs> look at this low-level kid, man. Like, okay, cool. Whatever they do with him, that's cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Shit is so some real. If anybody is the deadbeat, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the deadbeat guy. It's like he. Oh, he, hell yeah. That, that boy don't give two shits, <laughs> which is insane. It's a power level one, so you just garbage. Tough. And it's like we know Bardock was exceptionally strong amongst other Saiyan warriors at that time before the destruction of Planet Vegeta, because even his power level uh, being near 10,000 was mentioned. Uh, while he was healing after the battle on Kanasa. But it's something where we see this dude that is the example of why Frieza wants to get rid of the Saiyans. Because the moment that the Doria's crew turns on his team on Planet Meat, he's ready to say, like, listen, I'm not falling in line to this Frieza motherfucker. Y'all turned on us? Something's got to be done about y'all. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's get this shit about. Like, no, sir, I'm not. I'm not with none of that. <clears throat> At this point, now we're given what's known as like the birth of the greatest attribute that the Dragon Ball Z version of Bardock has, and that's his will. Because let's just face it, he got jumped <laughs> on Planet Meat, dude. Like he yeah. he was in tatters by the time he was on his way back to Planet Vegeta, but. The fact that he was like, yo, uh, look, everybody, Frieza's on his way to fuck everything up. There's a reason why he's calling for everybody here. And they're just like, bruh, why would Frieza destroy us? Like on some on some yo, on some man, some really, really nasty work, man. Where's your where's your trust in your fellow saying? I thought these guys were like intertwined. At- you know what I'm saying? We would easily believe somebody It's not trying to look like, come on, bro. Do, or are you going to put your trust in freeze over your fellow saying? That's disgusting. 
And it's really wild because even once he faces off against Frieza, there's no like pride in him being a Saiyan Mitchin. There's no sense of like, I'm going to do this to, you know, defend my planet or anything like that. It's just the fact that he realizes Frieza's turned against them and somebody has to fight against this shit based on the visions that he's seeing of what he doesn't even realize yet is his son Kakarot facing off against Frieza later on down the line. And he's just facing this hopeless battle, you know? He's like, yo, like, this dude's really about to kill all of us. Somebody's got to do something. Somebody, like, yo, I'm not about to just go out sad like this. Like, at least I can say I went out, like, like I had some pride. Like, I had something. I wasn't some idiot. I wasn't some Mark. I wasn't no pick-me for, for Frieza. Like, I'm going to be the one that, hey... He's going to remember someday that there was this dude that stood up to me. <clears throat> he got smoked, but there was a dude that stood up to me and at least tried to try to do something about my my rule of terror that I was going to take do and, you know, establish on these these monkey boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, right? Because like Frieza at this point, you know, he's he's like, look, yeah, I, I was kind of scared about that Super Saiyan shit. For a little bit, yeah. but these motherfuckers gone. I I got a couple in my roster to help do some fights for me. That's about it, man. I don't, I don't need no more. Nigga, but the best of the, the 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 motherfuckers who could possibly be that that legend and and and, and con them into being like real soldiers for him. Nasty. Work. Yeah, <laughs> it is extremely nasty work, dog. And to see that in the end. Bardock was the only one willing to fight against that shit. Mind you, he knew, right? And nobody else believed him. But yeah. still, uh, really tough motherfucker. Uh, my favorite of the old school Saiyans. Because, yeah. I mean, anytime we saw King Vegeta, he was getting his ass beat and bootlicking. There wasn't nothing to like about him. Yeah, it's just embarrassing. That all, the, all the cool shit is just off-screen things. Like him leading the Saiyans to... To, and, and 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 winning the war against stuff like that's some off screen shit. You didn't really see much about it. You just heard about it. Other than that, that that boy a bootlicker. He just praises Vegeta Junior. And that's about it. He stinks. <laughs> now, from that point where we do know Bardock gets killed against Frieza, there is an alternate telling. Of this same event where my man Bardock winds up <laughs> getting sent to the past. That's by that blast. Like, like there's no other way to put it. Yo, that the death, the death ball was a goddamn. It's a apparently you can get hit with a death ball. Yo, ass is you going all the way back into the past. I did not know it was a time machine. Yeah, somehow Frieza's death ball could just send you straight into hundreds of years into the past rather than killing you. It's really interesting uh, how that worked. I wish I had an answer as to uh, how or why it happened that way. But my man Bardock winds up getting sent a good thousand years back all the way to where he's now just 
found in this random village on this planet by these little big head aliens. Like, I don't know how, what else to call it, right? These little guys are around, they're tending to Bardock's wounds. And he goes, where am I? And they're, they tell him, you're in a village on Planet Plant. And he's like, yo, like, Planet Plant, ain't that for Planet Vegeta's yeah. old name? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then they tell him, like, yo, hey, we got some ointment we can put on your wounds. And he realizes the ointment is the same as the healing gel that's in Freeze's, you know, healing capsules. Long story short, even though this version of Bardock is essentially the same guy in the beginning where he's, you know, refusing direct help from the, the Plantians, um, we see him warm up to a small child that's bringing him food and uh, medicine along the way to make sure that, you know, Bardock's healed as he's living and doing push-ups in a cave. <laughs> uh and then around that point in time, Chilled, a member of Frieza's family, shows up. Now, D, when you saw this whole story, what were you expecting to for this to go with? Because, you know, obviously we just had this one little short story. There's not going to be much, but take us back to your thoughts when you originally saw man, episode, of like, episode of Bardock. Episode of Bardock, I'm like, man, listen. What could possibly happen for you guys to bring back this dude in, 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 a, in a major showing? All right, all right. So apparently, this was just, hey, I know you guys like Bardock. Let's show you what what it would be like if he if he actually did something against Frieza, but not Frieza at the same time. So that that it was for the most part, it was just something, just something cool. No, nobody. It's short as hell, so it's like you know what I'm saying. It's like whatever, just 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 some what if bullshit for the most part. And I, and it's I, wild because that what if bullshit has split off to just so many different happenings in the continuity of extra Dragon Ball media that. This is the most important non-canon piece of media in Dragon Ball, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, because eventually Chilled, the space pirate, lands on planet Plant and Bardock defeats two of his emissaries that are sent there first. And after about a week, Chilled is like, yo, uh, the dudes I sent haven't come back so he goes down there looking for him and bardock defending a small child named barry on the planet winds up turning super saiyan and when he defeats <laughs> chilled in chilled's last dying words he says tell my family to beware of saiyans that can turn golden <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry for yet again. Even though this is just a minor, minor scratch on on on, on anything DBZ related, the use of time travel yet again <laughs> shows its face in an ugly manner in the in the history of Dragon Ball. 
it don't matter if it's a special, don't matter if it's canon or not. Like his shit is bad. <laughs> this shit bad. It's cool. Like seeing Bardock turn Super Saiyan, that was cool or whatever. But well, under no circumstances should that shit have happened. I don't care. Oh, for sure. And I mean, mind you, just to set the tone on this, this is a version of Bardock that we were first really just introduced to in Dragon Ball Heroes. And yeah. episode of Bardock was creative as a spinoff scenario based on the scenario where Bardock turned Super Saiyan in Dragon Ball Heroes. But the reason I want to bring up this version of Bardock is one that's even different is because this is where everything splits off for all the different pieces of media like yeah. in Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 where we have Timebreaker Bardock, right? And it's another storyline where instead of Bardock dying to Freeze's death ball, Mira winds up saving him through a portal. (laughs) (laughs) And through putting a a timebreaker mask on him, he winds up fighting on their side. Kind of. (laughs) You're out of time. Uh, To face off against the timebreakers and your character within Xenoverse 2. But I can say, honestly, that was the coolest part of playing Xenoverse 2, was this new version of Bardock who can go Super Saiyan in 2 and (laughs) 3. And it's just like, yo, like I survived against Frieza, but now I'm going throughout time as a warrior to fight against y'all until my mask breaks, and now I'm on your side. Like, Yeah. And this is a completely different version of Bardock in the sense that, like, there's no, like, rhyme or reason as to why he fights. He's just a badass. He's just doing shit. <laughs> He's just doing shit. That's cool. <laughs> because of the fact that this Bardock is, like, loosely based on the Dragon Ball Z version, but just isn't as bloodthirsty or cutthroat, right? We have this version of Bardock that kind of changed what people's portrayal of him was over time. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, fair, for a fact. Because now you don't have people that are really so familiar with only the Dragon Ball Z version of Bardock that was in the Father of Goku special. We have now a version of Bardock that's just been introduced in all different forms of media where he is just, like I mentioned earlier, a tough badass. And it doesn't take away from his character at all. It's just, you can almost say, like, this guy is Goku-like, right? Yeah. He's Goku in terms of this level of power and the cool things that he can do, but... There's no, like, reason behind why he fights. It's just like, yeah, well, y'all need y'all need a guy? I'm, I'm that guy. Exactly. Right? And for better or worse, this version of Bardock, for a very long time, like I said earlier, was really how a lot of people saw him until we got to a point where my man Toriyama <laughs> decided one day, yo... I think I want to retell the entire story of how Goku was sent to Earth. And we had Dragon Ball Minus. 
it's, it's so hilarious. It's so hilarious. Uh, yo, like this man Toyama's mind state is like, you know what? Let me just take some random, like just a random day to myself. You know what? I'm just going to redo shit that, that, that the studio did for myself. And that's it. Which is cool. I like that, man. I really like that he did take the the edge off Bardock that we had been given in this new version yeah. that we gotten through the games and sort of based that as his blank slate for the new Bardock. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, for a fact. <laughs> nice little deconstruction. Yeah, because he's still a badass, right? He's still like a guy who's exceptionally strong uh, in the, the Saiyan warrior race. Yeah. But he isn't someone who comes off as a mercenary anymore. Nope. You know, he, when we're introduced to him, he's just, yeah, he's in a battle against other aliens on another planet. But, like, that's just what Saiyans do. Yeah, like, exactly. we don't see him, like, on a bloodthirsty mission or anything like that. Yeah, that, those are, nah. <laughs> and even once we're shown the newly restored version of the story of Goku being sent to Earth, us finding out about Goku's mom and Bardock's wife, Gine. Yeah. It's something where they make sure to set the tone that Bardock and Gine are not like other Saiyans. Like most Saiyans, they procreate for the fact that they have to. Mm -hmm. Bardock and Gine have coupled together because for lack of a better way to say it, they have feelings for one another, which is interesting when you compare it to just other Saiyans on the planet, right? Like Gine's a more gentle natured Saiyan um, who really, you know, someone who like takes care of Bardock and their son Raditz um, and intends to, to baby Kakarot in his little pod, right? Mm -hmm. But any other sayings that had ever been like put together, like it, it was something that like, you know, they don't, they don't give a damn, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, it's a lot like how the original version of Bardock was presented to us, where even when, you know, Goku was born, he was like, oh, my kid, that's cool. Whereas this version of Bardock that we have in Dragon Ball Minus, once he finds out about Frieza's scheme, he's like, yo, let's get my son out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we got to, I, I think we should give the, the kid a chance to a future. And he's directly involved with Kakarot being sent to Earth, as opposed to it just being a happenstance sort of thing that happens while Bardock was gone. I think that sort of intention that's been added to Bardock's character is what then sets the tone for what we find out about Bardock in the granola arc in Dragon Ball Super's manga, right? Because this is now where we come to realize that this guy, he ain't Dragon Ball Z Bardock at all. Yeah, Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, this is, yeah, this was... Oh, we're just not, we're not even going with that because we understand that's what was cool back then in the 90s and things of that nature. Yeah, we're not doing the same one. 
<laughs> we're not. We're, we're we're actually trying to develop characters and we're trying to be beyond just certain tropes. So I, I this ain't this ain't even close to my boy in the nineties at all. And it's wild because the way we're even introduced to Bardock being in the manga, we see him as a great ape attacking planet uh serial. And it's just like, oh shit, yeah, no, that that's the type of shit we would have known the original Bardock to be on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then we're given more of a fleshed out story as to his reason for being on that planet, um, reasons why he stayed past that initial attack that we saw, right? He winds up facing off against the heaters who were other forces that are Frieza's mercenaries, you could say, right? Yeah. And Bardock winds up defending one of the last pair of mother and child, uh, Granola and his mother, um, who are the survivors of the Cerulean race. And it's just interesting that when we're introduced to Granola, like this is a guy who like absolutely hates the Saiyans because he doesn't remember any of these events. But we have someone who was a defender for one child's life who he, he had never met, right? Like was just like did, did what he felt was right because his only thought was that I have to win this battle and make sure that my, my kids are able to live on. Right. Like he was doing what he just felt was the right thing as opposed to, you know, when the offshoot of Dragon Ball Z Bardock in episode of Bardock was defending the Planteans, it was because he was pushed to a corner. Yeah. You know, like chilled and his folks showed up. He even told them, I don't care if y'all die. Like, yeah. that doesn't have anything to do with it, me. It ain't, it's none of my business. He really only cared once he saw a guy that looked like Frieza. But this is a Bardock that isn't driven by revenge. This is a Bardock who's driven by his will to win. And that will is so strong that it drives him to face off against a member of the heaters by the name of gas, who's way more powerful than Bardock. And he drives Bardock into a corner where he asks Bardock straight up, like, why are you fighting? You know, like, is it some revenge that you want to get for me putting you in this situation? Is it you wanting to atone for what the Saiyans have done. And Bardock simply responds by what is now the new meaning of Saiyan pride. That when you're in a life or death battle, the only thing that matters is to win. Yeah, exactly. The only thing that matters is to fight for your convictions. And then this moment in his life, his conviction was that there is an enemy to beat. That one frame of mind, which Goku winds up, you know, seeing through a scouter message many years later, that sets the tone for how even Vegeta and Goku view themselves now. And it's such a huge difference in the versions of Bardock that we've always seen that I'm really, really excited that even though this is a character who in the future we probably won't have any more other iterations, they probably won and done it at this point, right? Easily. 
But in every version that we've seen of Bardock over time, there is just a different aspect of his character that stands out and is just like, whoa, like, he's that guy. It doesn't matter whether it's the version that we have of Bardock in Dragon Ball Minus and Dragon Ball Super, who we see is a little bit more caring, but stands for his convictions versus the version of Bardock that we see in episode of Bardock, who is fighting clearly just for revenge. And the version of Bardock that we have in Dragon Ball Z, who is a bloodthirsty mercenary, all of them are him. You know, like they all bring out qualities that make them stand apart from all the other Saiyans. Like, yes, Goku and Vegeta have adopted Bardock's ideology of what Saiyan pride is now, but it wasn't what made them themselves all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't their defining quality. And that's what I really fuck with this new version of Bardock for more than any. Like, I always joke now and say, oh, he's a Universe 6 Saiyan. Because Universe <laughs> 6 Saiyans are, yeah. are so, you know, righteous. Yeah, right? that's, that was, yeah, exactly. And I know a lot of people don't rock with the wish that he made, um, or the, the wish oh, that he told Naito that he would make, right? Yeah. To have his kids be able to live on. And it basically doesn't mean that, like, everything that ever happened to Goku was because of this wish. It just means that they were able to thrive enough to where they they grew up, exactly. right? And, and that's enough for any parent to wish for their child, really. And he just was lucky enough to have a dragon actually go through with it for him. But these takes on Bardock all have just, like I said, and I always want to come back to it. They have this, these different qualities about them that stand out that even at their core, it's like, yeah, I can buy that this guy is Goku's dad. What do you think about that? I, 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 yeah, I want to know your, your thoughts a little bit. For the most part, I'm, I'm just happy that a character like Bardock can actually play a monumental part in this story. Like, obviously, when we're introduced to him in the 90s and even in Super super hit and the super Dragon Ball Bro movies like okay we know that he's the one that sends Goku off to Earth but now again he's defining what Saiyan Pride is you know he's more so he's more of the character that not only is being developed but he's also developing characters themselves so that's always good and you know he also gives us the moment that uh, that I've always wanted to see like Goku remembering his parents like this for the most part the Bar this version of Bardock big dub what a big dub and personally I always thought this was be impossible to get more on Bardock beyond what we already had because you know Dragon Ball never used flashbacks like that at all that's and we always said for the most part like Yo Toriyama and just Dragon Ball in general just has a thing of just introducing a character or a concept and then just immediately killing it afterwards. So for them to bring back Bardock in this manner and then make him that much important, they got it. I mean, I remember this man even saying years ago in an interview, like, yeah, you know, like there would probably be no reason for us to ever go back to Bardock as a character 
because he's not that strong. There's everything we've already did with this story. There's no not much more we can do. And somehow Toyotaro got it out of him. <laughs> the one, the one good thing about that man Toyotaro is that he never forgets the specials or the movies. Like I, something that I've noticed, even with the panels yeah. that he does, like they're usually like tributes to the movies and things of that nature. So I'm glad for the first time you hear you hearing me on Subs Lie Dubs Lie say this. Toyo Taro did an amazing thing by not letting that die. <laughs> Toyo Taro, thank you for keeping the feeling around, bro. Thank you for restoring the feeling. We really, really need that because some of Dragon Ball's extended content is some of their best content. Let's be real. Absolutely. And it doesn't get as remembered, but in us circling the block with some of those ideas... We're able to get way better versions of characters now than we ever had. Bardock being the biggest, biggest example of that. So my dog, you know, we have the very different renditions of Bardock over the years. You know, of course, through Dragon Ball Z, episode of Bardock, the games, and through Dragon Ball Super. So I want to know, man, tell me, first off, what's your favorite version of Bardock? Um, in all of his appearances and what's your favorite memories of the character that stand out the most for you? All right. So this might come off as recency bias, but manga version of Bardock, I really enjoy a lot because again, what we were given in the beginning in the nineties, eh, just Okay badass character yeah and minus slash early movie really just a a good samaritan ass nigga so it's like okay now we finally got somebody who's a mixed of both like it's not it's not that he's still he's still a saiyan soldier yeah he's still stern but you know he has compassion you know he has great care for folks so that's 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 to me. That's always what I wanted out of Bardock. You know, some not not one dimensional. You know what I'm saying? And can actually be of service and of use to the plot going forward. That's very true. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very big on the fact that him giving meaning to saying pride and just influencing Goku later on, like so many years later. You know that's that's very monumental. So I'm 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 always gonna pick this as my favorite part. Uh, don't get me wrong, the the '90s that was so cool. I'm not gonna lie, as a as a teen, I man, I replayed that over and over and over and over again. Shit, look, our, our freaking ending on our intro for the pod was was Solace Stay Scouter. So that's right. Like, you know Nothing but Bardock loves is, yeah, is so truly not, dedicated in this whole show. Yeah, so it's not it's not like animosity or hate. It's just you know taking that character that we loved and then I'm just expanding on that. So that's you know I'm always gonna root for for this this rendition of Bardock, and I hope they. I don't know if it's possible that they can still continue to talk about him, but if they can going forward in the manga, that'd be that'd be cool. Hang on, 
And my favorite moment of Bardock, hilariously enough, is not in the super manga, but it is indeed in the first introduction of Bardock. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, man, listen, when he goes and fights the Doria, uh, that, yeah. yeah. Just tying the man, tying the headband with blood, with toe's blood. I'm like, like, yeah, he's him. <laughs> he's him. That solid state scouter plays right there, man. Yeah. And he just takes off, dog. Yeah. yeah. I'm he like, goes off on the door. I'm like, this is where like I can respect the character a lot more than what he was introduced as. Yeah. Like at least he's honorable. You know what I'm saying? Because really. When we're introduced to Saiyans and DBZ, like, bro, they're not the most honorable people. Like, they don't care about one of them dying. Shoot, we saw Raditz, how he died. They didn't, Nappa and Vegeta didn't care. Vegeta killed Nappa. So I'm like, you know, where's the sense of love with these mugs? And then Bardock's like, hey, he's avenging his boys and girl. <laughs> Yeah, in the group. So it's like, yeah, this is a character I can get jiggy with, man. You got some sense of pride and honor. So that that scene's always gonna go hard, man. Like, and, and I know he ain't have really no business going against the Dorian and friends, because Dorian and friends would most definitely would have would have <laughs> did him dirty. But for the most part, it's very enjoyable. I that's always gonna be my favorite part. My favorite version, personally, of Bardock would have to be, as wild as it sounds, Dragon Ball Z Bardock. And it's for a very silly reason, but it's one that stands true to just how I view characters and how um, character roles are important to me. Team Bardock, as a unit, is how I remember Bardock. And Bardock without Team Bardock just doesn't feel complete to me. I mean, I do understand his role in the series overall is as Kakarot's father, Raditz's father, Gine's husband, right? But I don't know, man. Something about that that commander in battle who is right there, you know what I'm saying, breaking bread with his people, man. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, yeah. Yeah, my son got born, but what's what's the next mission? Yeah, when, like, when we going out to the next planet, man? We got we got some ass to kick, bro. Some something about Bardock being, I don't know, I can't think of a better term to use. The Red Ranger of his group, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see the vision. I see it. It it just makes sense to me. It's like, yeah, nah, like that's a guy that they're gonna follow in battle. They will go straight into hell for this man. Why? Not because he's the toughest, not because he's the the guy who's clearly the leader and commander of the unit, but because they respect that man like that. Because they were think about when they all got killed and Torah is in Bardock's arms and he's like, yo, show him what the fuck a Saiyan is about. He knew Bardock was going into a fight that he was not going to be able to face off and just come out of easily. But he said, show them what the fuck we're about. And I fuck with that version of Bardock so much. Man, I I get it. I get it completely. Which is wild because my favorite Bardock moments (laughs) are of Bardock fighting against gas. 
Yeah, on Planet Serial. Yeah. It, it's a completely different character, but something about this new rendition saying, yo, like I fight for the conviction of why would I believe I'm not gonna win? Yeah. That right there is my shit. Like it's- when you are facing off against a moment of adversity that stands between you and whatever your goal is, whether it be beating somebody, whether it be winning something, whether it be uh, committing yourself to, com- to, you know, relinquishing a goal for your own saying, I'm not going to picture any other outcome other than me on top. That's some shit right there. That's some real shit, brother. <laughs> it's some real, like it's a way you can carry into your own way of life as long as you're not being an asshole and stepping on other people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the idea that, yo, I, I should win at anything that I'm dedicating myself to is a strong sense of conviction. I really, really, really fuck with Dragon Ball Super Bardock for that reason, too. Hell yeah, man. He's such an interesting character, like we said today. So many different versions of him, all with certain similar core traits, but their paths are all different. One ends way too early. One goes <laughs> through t- time and space itself. And then another, of course, we know how his ends, but we're given more context in the, as to how he was the person who he was. Nevertheless, each and every single one is a great example for someone who would be Kakarot's father, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, none of them are less or more believable as the man who would go on to lay down that groundwork for who Kakarot would become in the son Goku. Uh, All of them got something about them. That's like, yeah, no, this is definitely Goku's dad. Yeah. They, they stand, they all stand out. Well, Attest to the true pride of the Saiyan race, man. And it's been so, so dope being able to go over the very varied yet brief histories uh, <laughs> and stories of Bardock, man. But I tell you what, just like how Bardock was seen as the legend of the Super Saiyan when he faced off against Chilled in the episode of Bardock next week. We will be going over that very legend itself. And not just the legend of the Super Saiyan. No, no. We're going to be breaking down every form of Super Saiyan. Oh, buddy. So, (laughs) all my power scalers out there. Oh, man. (laughs) For you, baby. (laughs) That's right. D and I are going to do the one thing that we hate the most. Power scale. (laughs) We're going to go over everything you need to know about every single form of Super Saiyan that has been released thus far in the Dragon Ball mediums. And it's going to be a really great time. I hope y'all join back in as we go through the legend and forms of the Super Saiyan next week. And we definitely hope that y'all enjoyed our coverage on the father of Goku as well this week. But until next time, you know what it is. It's your boy Jay. It's your boy D. And subs lie. Dubs lie. But we do not. We out this bitch.
later, my gods. Peace.